Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome to the Bitcoin for Boomers show. I'm Gary Leland, your host, live in the Biz TV studios here in Dallas, Fort Worth. And we're here to talk about Bitcoin because that's all we talk about is Bitcoin. We don't talk about altcoins. coins. We really don't talk about blockchain. We just talk about Bitcoin. You know, I really enjoy the technology of Bitcoin. And that's kind of the goal of this show is to share my thoughts and help educate you on Bitcoin. Because as I say every week, Bitcoin is going to change the world, I truly believe. It's revolutionary. It's something that's never been here before. And it's going to change everything as we know it sooner or later. So I want you to learn about Bitcoin. And that's what I'm trying to do is educate you. I bring people on every week to talk to about Bitcoin. This week I have Reed Womack from Swan Bitcoin. Swan Bitcoin is a place where you can buy Bitcoin, store Bitcoin. It's just a great tool. I'm an advisor to Swan Bitcoin and actually own a little piece of it in all fairness. So I, I'm bringing him on the show and we're going to talk about dollar cost averaging. But we're going to talk about a lot to do with Swan just because I find it interesting and I have questions too because I use Swan. I'm actually a customer of Swan. So I do want to let you know what we're going to coming up. want to say hey to our producer, Travis. You doing okay? Hey, doing all right today. We're having a lot of fun. <laughs> we're going to have a lot of fun, and we're going to learn some good stuff today about Bitcoin like we do every week. I also want to ask you to share this show with your friends. Share this show with your parents. Share this show with your neighbors. This is the Bitcoin for Boomers show, but we all need to learn about Bitcoin. It's not just for boomers. I just happen to be a boomer. And it happens to be about Bitcoin. That's why it's the Bitcoin for Boomer show. So please share this show with your friends so they come back. They don't see this episode. We want them watching next week. And we want you watching next week too. Because like I said, this is information you need. Because when this tidal wave hits, when this economy starts switching over to Bitcoin, and we start seeing hyperinflation, you want to at least already have the knowledge rather than trying to gain the knowledge, even if you don't have any Bitcoin at that time, if you have the knowledge of what Bitcoin is, how to store Bitcoin, how to buy Bitcoin, all these different parts of Bitcoin, if you just have that knowledge, you're gonna be way ahead of the average person, way ahead of the average person. So stick with us, we're gonna take a break right now. We'll be back in just a minute with the Bitcoin for Boomer Show and Reed Wilmot from Swan Bitcoin. See you in a minute. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome to the Bitcoin for Boomers show. I'm your host, Gary Leland, and this is the Bitcoin for Boomers show, like I said, but only because I'm a boomer and I'm talking about Bitcoin. You don't have to be a boomer to find this show interesting. I just thought that title was adequate or very good for me since I'm a boomer. Oh my gosh, we've had a busy week. We've had BitBlock Boom, our conference we've been talking about for the last month or two. That happened this weekend in Dallas, Texas. Um, just everything's going on here. Travis, you were at the conference. What'd you think of it? I had a good time. It, we had a lot of fun. We did uh, live streaming and we recorded it. So look out for those segments coming up. Yeah, if you were into Bitcoin, you should have been there for sure. It was a great, great time. Well, Travis, let's move on with the show. Have we got? I, I know we got a question this week. What's our question? Oh, before I go, if 
Before we go on to the question, I do want to make sure you know if you have a question you'd like answered about Bitcoin, send it to, just send it to GaryLeland at gmail.com and we'll try to answer it on the show. But uh, every week we try to answer two questions for anyone. So if you have a question, just send it to me and we'll try to get it on the show. Travis, what's our first question today? I guess we got here from Clark in Nevada asks, what is dollar cost averaging? Well, Clark, uh, is that Clark Kent? <laughs> I Could think be. he was in Metropolis. I guess, <laughs> I guess not in Vegas. Clark, that's a really good question. But dollar cost averaging is not just something for Bitcoin. It's something that's been in stocks for a while. But it's buying, in Bitcoin, it's buying Bitcoin on a regular basis. So you average it. You average the price instead of going all in and finding out it's dropped on you. And you go, oh, I bought it $12,000 and it's $11,000. Bitcoin is such a volatile product that you actually do better long term if you buy it over a certain period of time. A little bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. But I wanted to bring someone on who we could kind of say maybe an expert on this subject or knows a lot more about dollar cost averaging than I do. Let's bring on Reed Womack with Swan Bitcoin. Reed, welcome to the show. Can you answer uh, Clark's question? And it's not Clark Kent. We, we figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Um, yeah, to answer Clark's question about dollar cost averaging, it's a way to accumulate slowly a position in any sort of asset. And it's been around for a very, very long time. It's, it's a common investment technique and style. Um, but it particularly works well for Bitcoin because the long term of Bitcoin is headed up. The short term, though, is very volatile. And so just this past week, for instance, we saw it drop from, I think, 12.3K down just, to, just down to $10,000. Um, and if you had sort of been trading that um, or you had bought in high earlier, now your Bitcoin would seemingly be worth less. If, however, you have a steady dollar cost averaging approach, you would have bought a little bit higher. You'd have bought a little bit now. Next week, you'll continue buying a little bit more. And then in the long term, you would end up actually with a lower average cost basis. You know, I saw a statement that, you know, we all know that when we, all the people, all you watching may not know this, but the people like um, Reed and I that know that Bitcoin in 2017 hit $19,000. And it wasn't, it wasn't that high for maybe but 24 hours, but it was high for a while. But even if you started buying at $19,000, and it's 10,000 today, if you'd been buying on a regular basis for those two years, you would be up right now, even though you started buying at $19,000. And I think that's the whole concept of dollar cost averaging is when it's this volatile of a, of a product, you're gonna come ahead. But you know, I think the thing that really happens, Reed, and tell me if I'm wrong here, is that most people can set up dollar cost averaging, like with your company, Swan, Bitcoin, and if they set it up, they really don't look at it that much. So they're not going in every week to buy the Bitcoin. And then they're not going, oh my gosh, three weeks ago I was buying it at 12,000. Now it's 10. I'm all worried because it's just happening behind the scenes. And I talked to someone this morning here in the studio and he, I had talked him into setting it with Swan and he buys $10 a week. And he goes, I need to go look and see what that Bitcoin is doing. He hasn't looked at it since he's been buying it. So he's just been buying it where 
if it wasn't for something like a product like swanbitcoin.com, he'd be going online every week and he might go, oh, I'm not buying, it's going down. And that's when you're wanting to buy, right? Exactly, exactly. When I first got into Bitcoin, it wasn't really a product like this. And so I was wanting to buy it, to buy it consistently. But every time it would go up, I was convinced, oh, it's going to keep going up. And so I'd make a big purchase then. And then every time it went down, I was convinced it was going to keep going down. And so I'd hold off on my purchases. So actually, over time, I ended up getting a higher sort of average cost of entry than I otherwise would have had it been automated and set up. And that's one of the things that our company does really well is we, we allow you to open an account um, and you just set it up at the beginning, set up a plan for every week or every month, and then you can pretty much forget about it. Um, and we'll just draw money from your bank account, automatically convert it to Bitcoin, and then we can even automatically send you that Bitcoin um, after we've converted it. Um, but that way you don't end up sort of trying to time the market because um, that's a, a pretty common desire for, um, for people new to Bitcoin is to try and trade a little bit. Um, and unfortunately, most of them end up losing money compared to just steady, steady buys. Before we go any further, what in the world is going on behind? <laughs> I hear a dog back there, people screaming. What's going on? No, Where are you? We got, huh? we got kids playing games outside here. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing you can so do about, about that. Nothing you can do <laughs> about that. Clean as the studio as you have, Gary. <laughs> well, it sounds like they're having a great time back there. That's for sure. I just thought I just thought I'd find out what was going on there. I was kind of curious at that point <laughs> as to what was happening. So you're right, though. When you try to uh, call the market right, when you try to peg the time to buy it, on an element, something as volatile as Bitcoin, it's almost impossible. I, I mean, I'm not a financial advisor. Obviously, with the way I've purchased in the past, <laughs> I've done the same thing. I've purchased high thinking, oh my gosh, this is the last time I'm going to be able to get it this low. And then a month later, you know, I'll go, oh, I should have held off. But I found, for instance, in that last time it dropped to $3,000, $3,800. You know, I was uh, average dollar cost averaging like every day for like two weeks then, and I got a great average. You know, instead of buying it all when it hit like eight or nine, you know, I was dollar cost averaging all the way down to 38 and all the way back up. So I got, I really helped myself, but I, I didn't do anything. It was just happening automatic, automated, you know, so, so it worked well for me. So I think that's the game plan is that, that we're looking for is to get people set up to automatically purchase like that, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I think in traditional markets, um, sort of the, the standard stat is if you try and trade actively, 95% of people lose money compared to just sort of a buy and hold strategy. And in crypto markets, or in, really in the Bitcoin market, um, the CEO of BitMEX, which is sort of the, the biggest trading platform people um, know about, um, he's come out and said it's actually 99% of people lose money trading Bitcoin um, and only 1% gain. And, you know, most people think that they're in that top 1%. I did. I, I certainly did when I started. Um, but unless you're really a professional and you, you do it full time or you have maybe 10 years of experience trading, um, you're not going to outperform the market. 99% um, of the time, you're not. And so... That's why we're sort of trying to guide people just to, towards this buy and hold strategy. I didn't know it was such a high, a high number. I didn't see that, but I believe it's that high of a number because I've never been able to 
I've never, you know, I just don't trade because I know I'm no good at trading. I found that out in stocks many, many years ago. So I just, I just buy it and hodl it for sure. But I didn't know that number was so high. Yeah. 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 That, that's mind boggling. So that's it's, why people just need to hold it. It's particularly challenging with uh, Bitcoin because it's, it's so volatile. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and with Bitcoin compared to traditional instruments, there's so much leverage there's so much potential leverage that people can can trade with that you that it just leads to these enormous swings in price um, that can that can really catch people off guard. Well, we have and a hard break here. We have a hard break here, so we're going to go to a commercial and we'll come back in just a minute. But stick with us, read, and tell anyone you know they need to get on here and watch. Find out what dollar cost averaging is on the Bitcoin for Boomer show. I'm Gary Leland. We'll see you in a few minutes. Travis, I like the uh, music selection this week. It's more of a... I thought more, you'd like that. Yeah, it's a little more boomer-friendly than that electronic stuff we've been playing lately. So. Hey, I know I like that electronic stuff, but <laughs> I thought I'd get it more of your speed. Well, I appreciate it very much. And everybody, welcome back to the Bitcoin from Boomer Show. I'm Gary Leland here at the Biz TV Studios in Dallas, Texas. And I want to make sure before I go back to read that you know about uh, another show I produce called the 4-Minute Bitcoin Show. That's 4MinuteBitcoin.com. But every weekday, I bring you one show about one news item in Bitcoin in four minutes or less. That's right. So it's, it gives you great information to talk about at the water cooler whenever we get back to work over this COVID stuff, right? So check out 4MinuteBitcoin.com and start learning a little bit about Bitcoin every day. It's kind of like dollar cost averaging. It's a little bit every day. And before you know it, you know a ton of stuff about Bitcoin. Read. Let's get back into Bitcoin here, though. Reed, this is Reed Womack joining me from Swan Bitcoin. Now, Reed, you were with Swan this weekend at my conference at BitBlockBoom. You had a table set up explaining people, helping people open accounts. What? Tell me some comments you received from people. What was the common um, feeling of people about Swan and dollar cost averaging? Um, I'm just curious what people had to say. Really good question. So it, um, everyone who had sort of studied Bitcoin a lot and had either been in the space a while or had thought really, really hard about it was incredibly supportive. I was actually blown away by how much people loved our company. Um, you know, we, this was the first time really in person I've been able to shake hands and, and meet customers. I'd met a number over, over phone calls and, and um, through customer support and on Twitter, but it was the first time I was able to shake hands and, and talk to people, and I was blown away by how much they loved loved our product. So that was really neat. Um, and then it was also really fun that there were a bunch of beginners or people new to Bitcoin who were who were coming through the conference as well, and I got to explain our product to them. And, and sometimes even sort of the advanced users or customers were explaining why people should buy Bitcoin through Swan to the beginners. Um, and that was a really cool phenomenon to see play out. So you had customers that were taking over your job and explaining exactly. to newbies that they need to buy it, start doing this. Exactly, yeah. And that, that gave me a lot of faith that we've sort of built a, a strong core of users that really like our product and, and like it so much that they think that um, other people should, should join it as well. So they're, they're referring us to their friends and, and beginners as well. Um, 
Well, I have, some, I have some questions for you. You know, um, we brought you on, I brought you on to talk about dollar cost averaging, but I'm going to ask you some questions I have about Swan. And just to be upfront with everyone, I am an advisor to Swan, but I recently just started using Swan personally. And I have some questions about Swan, so I'm going to ask you. Now, I started setting up to buy on a regular dollar amount, doesn't matter what the amount is, and maybe I did that Monday, Tuesday, and today I looked at my bank account and I noticed the money was gone. You know, they had pulled out the money. Now, does that mean I bought Bitcoin last night or today? I haven't looked to see if I have Bitcoin yet on Swan's account, but I do know the money has been taken out of my account. How, how does that work? Because you, you don't do it with a credit card. It doesn't look like you actually go into someone's bank account and pull the money out. Yeah, exactly. So our, our plan allows us to pull money direct from someone's bank account, buy Bitcoin, and then automatically send them the Bitcoin if they feel comfortable to their own wallet. And we're actually the only company in the U.S. that sort of has those three, that three-part system. Um, currently, right now, when we pull money from the people's bank account, like you started a plan Monday, you had to pull um, either Monday or Tuesday, uh, that money is, is sitting right now, legally in your name, stored um, at a licensed and custodial trust company. Um, but that hasn't yet been converted to Bitcoin. So we have a two, right now we have a two-week waiting period before it gets converted. And I, I think in the coming two months or so, we're actually going to eliminate that. Um, but especially right now, it's sort of a fraud protection because in the traditional banking system, you can have ACH reversals. And so we could, you know, we would be threatened by people um, sending us money, buying Bitcoin, withdrawing the Bitcoin, and then reversing that initial transaction. And so to stop that, we're just uh, sort of waiting, waiting a two-week period right now. But as we get more comfortable and as we build out the program or platform more, um, that two-week waiting period is going to shrink. So I have two questions now. And the, first of all, um, I didn't know about that you could do a reversal. Is that the time limit you can do a reversal? ACH is two weeks? After two weeks, you can't do it? Great question. So technically, the time reversal is up to 60 days, okay. but it's bank dependent, and almost no bank will allow it after two weeks. Okay. So we haven't seen any attempts after two weeks. Initially, um, about four or five months ago, we saw a number of attempts within a few days or within a week, and you know we protected ourselves. They, like we did, we didn't get defrauded from that. Um, but it's it seems like most banks after two weeks won't won't do it. And so that's why we've set that, uh, and so set the wait period there. I also, from what you told me a minute ago, do I need to go in and give you my personal wallet address to send the Bitcoin to? Which I haven't Good. done. I haven't done yet. So I didn't even know that was available. I thought it went to a custodial wallet and then I had to transfer it. But why would I even want to do that if I can have you send it straight to my wallet? Yeah. Yeah. So you can go in and put in a wallet address and we'll automatically send you Bitcoin as soon as it's purchased. Okay. Well, that's a smart way to do it then. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of we're, we're somewhat unique in the space in that we actually, we want to help you buy Bitcoin, but we don't long-term want to store lots and lots of Bitcoin. So we're trying to educate our users towards to buy a lot and then withdraw it to their own account. Well, you know, when you store a lot of Bitcoin for people, I don't think people understand. First of all, you're not a bank. I mean, you're really not wanting to be in the banking business or the custodial business. 
But when you when someone stores a lot of people's Bitcoin, that's kind of like a honeypot. And all of a sudden, there's a lot of Bitcoin in there, and then people maybe, if they're trying to steal Bitcoin, are more attracted to a place that has a lot of Bitcoin rather than your personal wallet that may have one Bitcoin or less. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of people trying to hack into my treasure, you know, compared to hack into Coinbase or someplace. That, that is true. That's definitely true that, that these large entities with lots of Bitcoin are a bigger... Uh, they're, they're more lucrative for people interested in hacking. We're not actually that concerned about that um, with us because we our back-end security system is best in class. So we're not worried long-term about ever getting hacked. Um, what, we are, what we are sort of hoping for, though, is that our customers take more ownership over their Bitcoin. You know, it, we, we feel totally safe owning a... Uh, owning and custodying Bitcoin for people, really custodying it for them. Um, but, but we recognize all the benefits to our customers if they self-custody. So we're trying to guide people towards that. Well, uh, so people need to learn how to custody their Bitcoin because we all know you don't custody your Bitcoin, it's really not your Bitcoin, right? I mean, exactly, yeah. Okay. yeah fortunately with us, you know, ours, our platform is somewhat unique in that their Bitcoin is stored legally in your name. It's not in some big slush pool owned by Coinbase or owned by Binance. Like it, it is in your name legally. And so if anything ever arises, you can always, uh, like you have legal protection for that Bitcoin and, and it's, it's like set aside for you. Um, so that's that's an, another cool and, and unique part of, of our platform that, that makes it a little bit safer. Well, that's a good safety feature. Now, if you're interested in, uh, we're getting ready to take a break in a minute, but uh, if you're interested in checking out Swan Bitcoin, go to swanbitcoin.com slash Gary. And I believe if they use that uh, link of mine, they get $10 worth of Bitcoin free or something, right? Am exactly. I right? Yeah. Yeah, when yeah if, you sign up, if you sign up with the link that Gary has posted at the bottom of the screen there, you get $10 free of Bitcoin. And really, you never know how much that could be worth in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, that could be like $100, $1,000. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I find yeah. a lot of people just need a little skin in the game to understand Bitcoin. That's what I tell people all the time. And we'll go into that in a minute. I'm going to tell you about my friend who I got into Bitcoin, a little skin in the game. But we'll be right back with that after this word from our sponsor, Reed. You're going to stick with us, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Join us in a minute. We'll be right back after this word. Welcome back to the Bitcoin for Boomers show. I'm your host, Gary Leland at Biz TV Studios in Dallas, Texas. And we're having a great conversation today with Reed Womack from Swan Bitcoin. We've been talking about Swan Bitcoin, of course, and dollar cost averaging and Bitcoin in general. But uh, Reed, I was going to say before we left the last segment, I've been trying to get a lot of my boomer friends into Bitcoin. And they really have a hard time with Bitcoin. They really do. I think the older you are, the harder the concept of digital money, even though you spend digital money all the time with credit cards and bank transfers, just the concept of knowing it's another kind of money really messes with their mind, I think. And I wonder, you know, this is something I was wondering, 
Do you think when credit cards came out, because I was really young, do you think people had a problem with that? Going, I don't know about this credit card deal. I, I, do you think people did that? I bet they did. I bet they had a real hard time with that to begin with. Because I, I always hear about like when the phones came out, you know, telephones came out, and people, if they were walking down the street, their neighbor, they wanted to invite their neighbor over for dinner, they'd go, oh, I'll walk over there and tell them and ask them instead of calling on the phone because it was new, and that's the way credit cards might have been, and now we're into Bitcoin, and it's new. So I think humans as a whole have a hard time with new things because they like what they're doing and have a hard time. But younger people definitely understand Bitcoin better than older people. Would, would you agree with that? Um, I'm, I've actually been surprised by how much, how many boomers that, that we've onboarded to Bitcoin through Swan. When we initially started the company, uh, or I guess when, when Jan and Corey initially started the company, they were imagining it would be more focused toward Gen X and millennials. Um, but as, our, as we've grown, recently we've had more and more and more boomers uh, invest with us and now they're actually the largest demographic that that we're serving right now do you think that's because they have more money i mean is the reason so they're they're not wanting to miss out on an opportunity or do you think it's because yeah. they keep up with current <laughs> events more <laughs> definitely they have more money than millennials that's for sure um they're also a larger demographic to begin with so that helps um definitely um, but I've, I've just been impressed that um, so many of them are so many of them are investing in, in a technology that's only about 12 years old at this point. Um, but they, they seemingly are getting much more comfortable with, with Bitcoin than, than I anticipated, at least. Well, I've been trying to uh, convince my friends to just start buying some, to get some skin in the game, as I said earlier. I think if they have skin in the game, um, they've got enough free time that they're going to follow it and see what's going on. You know, because most of my friends are all retired. So they've got plenty of time when they're not playing golf or whatever in the world they're doing that they can see what's going on with their Bitcoin. And, uh, you know, I had a friend, for instance, I think he started at $25 on Swan. It's a minor amount. And he didn't like all that setting up stuff. I can tell you that right now. You know, he's going, I don't understand this setting up. I'm sending them pictures of my ID. I got $2 million in my bank account because I just did a bank transfer and I'm giving them access to my bank account. Uh, and he was all worried about it, you know, and I said, it's okay, don't worry about it. I had to explain to him what KYC was and, and stuff like that. But now he's up to, I think, 500 a month, you know, because he started doing it. He said, well, I'm going to up it a little and up it a little. Now he's like 500 a month so or a week or whatever it is. So he's been moving up on his own, and that gets back to that skin in the game. I think he's got a reason to learn. Even if you get someone buying $5, they get some skin in the game, they're going to learn something about it. Absolutely, and that, that's a pretty common pattern that we've been seeing with our customers. Um, just a, uh, specifically our customers, but also across Bitcoin, is you, you start, you buy just a little bit, and then you watch the price a little, and you see it either go up some, or you, you see it come down, you know, in the short term maybe. Um, and that, that piques your curiosity, like why is this price price moving? Or, you know, why is this thing worth anything at all? Because it's sort of a, it's, it's digital. You can't actually put your hands on, on Bitcoin. Um, and so watching that price movement tends to spark people's interest in, in accumulating more and in, um, and in studying it more, more deeply. And for, with our platform, at least, we, we oftentimes see people come in and just start with a $50 a week plan. Um, and then over time, after a few transfers, after they've seen the product work really well, they up it to $100, to 
$300 to $1,000. That, that's a very common trend that we've seen. And uh, speaking to what you, you mentioned earlier about your, your friend having, having some issues with our sign-up, um, actually, uh, just this past week, we instituted a new sign-up flow that's much more user-friendly. Um, so any, any future, future friends that you refer will have an easier time. Well, I'm wondering if I use the easier version or the harder version now. It wasn't, I didn't find it that difficult, but it was for, he was actually worried about it. He actually called me and said, are you sure this is okay to be giving him all this info, Gary? But uh, I'd explain, you know, for people out there, if you're doing online banking, for instance, when you go into a real bank, they ask you for your driver's license. I mean, they do. You go open a bank account, they look at you, they see who you are, they ask you for your driver's license. So if you set up an account online with basically an online bank or a Bitcoin company, they have to see your driver's license too. It's just they're not with you, so you have to take a photo of it. I did like the way your uh, app, your tool worked, taking the photo. I thought that was yeah. pretty slick. It took it real well compared to the Cash app. It was a snap. I mean, the Cash app was very hard to do that with, and yours tool was very easy to use. Now, do you find that um, with Bitcoin, you know, we know how boomers are doing, they're buying it, you said, higher than you amount. What do you think's holding up the other ones? Why are not the millennials and the Generation Xers not up to that level? Well, it's not that millennials and Gen X is, aren't buying Bitcoin. They, they certainly are, especially through our platform. Um, I think that the main difference is millennials and Gen X simply don't have as much wealth built up as boomers do because they have 40 years of a career and 40 years of saving and right. 40 years of investing that, that they've built up. Um, and so as a result, they, they have much more money to move into this new asset class. You know, but I run into a lot of people who give boomers a hard time about not understanding Bitcoin. They'll talk about their parents. I can get my parents to figure this out. I've been working on this. Okay, Boomer. You know, but I run into a lot of kids who don't know anything about Bitcoin. And they'll tell me, oh, Bitcoin, I can't afford to buy any. It's $10,000. I don't have, I mean, I run into just as many young people who don't know as I do old people, if you really get down to it. There's just a lot of people who don't know it, no matter how old it is. Maybe it's a harder concept for Boomers to understand than it is for young people. But there's just a lot of people, no matter how old they are, that aren't don't know what Bitcoin is. Yeah, I think I think that the, the the sort of hard money and the savings aspect of Bitcoin appeals to boomers really well because they they have a, a slightly better understanding and a, and slightly more knowledge of, of gold as sort of a savings vehicle than younger people do. Um, you know, gold is somewhat faded out of out of popular discourse as an investment vehicle in the last you know, 20 years, whereas, whereas it was much more so um, through 70s and 80s. Um, so hard, hard money in general, I think they have more of an understanding of, and that gives them an enormous benefit to understanding Bitcoin, which is the hardest money that exists. For, for younger people, it's definitely easier for them to conceptualize owning a digital asset. A lot of young kids, particularly Generation Z, have grown up and are playing video games and earning in token video games. And so they can understand having this digital store of value really well. But at least in my experience, they don't necessarily understand the savings aspect nearly as well as the boomers do. And so they're more likely to fall for sort of scam coins or pump and dump 
coins or sort of try and get have the invest in these get rich quick schemes that end up burning them whereas the boomers a little bit more conservative with their money less likely to to buy those sort of in my opinion foolish scam coins and more likely to to really look at the fundamentals and and buy something that has a lot of a lot of network power like bitcoin well as max kaiser said last week anytime anyone's buying uh, anything beside bitcoin they're just gambling and maybe you can gamble for a little bit and do it right but you can't gamble for 5 10 15 years and be a winner you know on that yeah. Now, we'll come back and do our closing segment here in a minute, but uh, everybody stick tuned. We're going to go take a break here for a second. And Hey, I want to remind everybody, make sure that you tell everybody you know about the Bitcoin for Boomer show, and they don't have to be a boomer to learn about Bitcoin. You need to know about Bitcoin. I don't have any Bitcoin to sell you, but I want you to know about it. We'll see you right after this break. Welcome back to the Bitcoin for Boomer show. I'm your host, Gary Leland, and we're recording here in Dallas, Texas at Biz TV Studios. And today, well, like every day, we're talking about Bitcoin. What else we're going to talk about is Bitcoin. And we have Reed Womack from Swan Bitcoin on. We're having a great conversation. Reed, now you mentioned a few minutes ago that gold, boomers are more familiar with gold because they think of gold and savings. I really don't understand that because gold didn't get legalized until like 1973. It was illegal to own gold, you know, until in the 70s. So they, they, we were just getting out of high school. So I guess that would make sense. We were just getting out of high school. We we're just getting out of college. We we're just getting into the workforce and we can buy gold for the first time ever. And I think it was around $60 an ounce, if I remember correctly. And then by the end of the 70s, it was up to 800 and something dollars an ounce. So we saw it move with silver going from dollars to $50 an ounce. So we saw that happen this boomers with gold and silver. But now, today, Bitcoin is being called digital gold. So let's talk about that for a minute. Give me your thoughts on this digital gold, Bitcoin's digital gold. Give me your thoughts on that. Let's talk about that. Absolutely. I think compared to any other existing asset that exists, um, Bitcoin is closest to gold. It has many of the same characteristics as, as gold and just improves on a few of them. Um, so one of, the, one of the best characteristics of gold historically has been that it's, it's difficult to produce very much of it. And so every year, I think there's about 2% gold inflation, and, um, which, means, which means that if you're trying to store value in gold, your earnings aren't getting diluted by new gold flowing in. And Bitcoin actually has a totally supply-capped um, total, total amount of Bitcoin. Um, so we know exactly how much Bitcoin is going to exist in the world. Um, so that's one improvement over gold. Gold is hard money. Bitcoin is even harder money. The second improvement over gold is that Bitcoin is much more easy to transport. Um, so you can send Bitcoin all over the world um, within 10 minutes. And whereas gold... If you're trying to move a lot of gold around, it, it actually takes, it's actually very challenging. Um, and I I've, was reading some news about um, various countries trying to repatriate their gold reserves from England, and they had to fly in massive jumbo jets to pick up this gold and fly it back to their own central bank. Um, since Bitcoin is native to the internet, you can just send it wherever you'd like. Um, and so it's much easier to transport. And sort of the third way I think that, that 
Bitcoin really improves on gold is that it's much more convenient for small payments. Where with gold, if you want to buy, you know, lunch with gold, really, are you going to be shaving off a tiny little piece of a <laughs> of a nugget to pay for lunch? Like, not realistically. Whereas Bitcoin is divisible down to eight decimal places, which means that you can feasibly pay for very small amounts of goods with Bitcoin. Um, so those are sort of the three ways I think that Bitcoin um, tends to outperform gold or or is a better asset than gold. But but in general, that's about the closest analogy that you can that Bitcoin has is is a digital version of gold. Well, a couple of things you said there I want to hit on. Um, number one is you're talking about transporting gold. People were bringing jumbo jets. I believe in the 70s, uh, de Gaulle sent a fleet of ships over to get his gold to take back to France with a battle group. I mean, you know, a fleet of battleships to get his so it's a lot, of, a lot of stuff to carry around. I mean, if you want to send gold to England, you'd be better off just getting a plane and buy the seat next to you. I mean, I think is, is the best way to do it, probably. But um, so, so gold has traditionally been a hard thing to move around the world. That's nothing new. But uh, the thing you mentioned about being a hard asset and the 2% inflation, you know, which may be true, but Reed, they've been mining gold since before Jesus was around, and they still aren't close to running out. You know, now they're talking about mining underwater, which makes sense. There'd be just as much gold underwater, because that's underground. It's just water on top of it. So they're talking about mining underwater and even mining asteroids that come by that have a potential having gold, which I know they can't do now. But with the rate technology is increasing in 20, 30 years, it's probably pretty possible they could go up and nab one of those. So I don't understand this whole fixed supply of gold, or to be honest with you, because I don't see anything fixed about it. It seems to be a lot of it to me. Yeah, yeah. We don't really know how much gold exists. Well, we don't actually even know how much gold exists in reserves above ground. That's hard to figure out. Kind of like Ethereum. We don't know how much gold <laughs> is in the earth and have no idea how much is in the universe. Um, so as technology improves, sort of each year, or each decade, really, we tend to mine more gold than the previous decade, um, just as we get more and more efficient at mining. And one of the cool things about Bitcoin is that it has a built-in difficulty adjustment. So even as the technology improves for mining Bitcoin, you're never going to be able to produce more than 21 million. Okay. And that's the, that's the difference or one of the main differences between gold and Bitcoin is it's, it's totally supply capped and has this built-in built in difficulty adjustment that, that takes into account this technological improvements. Well, Reed, I appreciate you coming on the show. Where can people follow you at? Absolutely. You can find me at Twitter at ReedWamack.com. You can see it right down here. <laughs> um, and you can also, um, you can also, if you're interested in, in starting a Bitcoin savings plan, you can sign up uh, at swanbitcoin.com slash Gary, and we'll drop you $10 into your account. Um, and then if you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out to me either on Twitter or support at swanbitcoin.com, and I'll answer any questions you have with the sign-up process. Sounds great. Reed, thanks for joining us. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, Travis, we got a little bit of time for the break. Do we have a question? We usually do two each show. What's our question this time? Uh, yes, we do. We got one more question here. We have from Kim in Louisiana. 
you know, she's really curious what is the best site for her to buy Bitcoin on. <laughs> you must have planned that because you know, you know the answer today is going to be Swan Bitcoin after spending all this time talking about Swan Bitcoin. So you must be messing with me before that question. Or, or was that just, just fluked up there? Just planted the seed. Just planted the seed. Okay. Swanbitcoin.com slash Gary is the best place to go to get your Bitcoin. It's safe. You're going to get $10 worth of free Bitcoin. It's a great service. Just sign up for 5 bucks a week, 10 bucks a week, whatever you can afford. But check it out in swanbitcoin.com. So that was an easy one to answer this week. And like I said, I want to make sure you know about my other show, 4minutebitcoin.com. If you're interested, really interested in learning about Bitcoin, go to 4minutebitcoin.com. And every weekday, I'm going to bring you a show in four minutes or less. That's four minutes and about one news story. So every day you're going to learn a little bit new. I had a friend of mine who said he came home every day and his wife was saying, hey, and was telling him something. He goes, oh my gosh, she knows more than I do about Bitcoin after a while. She was telling him all these things happened. And then he, got, he found out she was watching my show, Four Minute Bitcoin. So that helped her uh, carry on a conversation with him on Bitcoin. So he was really impressed with her, her knowledge and what she was picking up. So do check out 4minutebitcoin.com. Also, I want to ask you, to tell your friends, tell your neighbors, not just boomer ones either, about this show. And join us next week, and I hope they join us next week too. Because we all need to learn about Bitcoin. I mean, I'm not trying to sell you, I have no Bitcoin I'm going to let you buy from me. But you need to learn about Bitcoin because I truly think Bitcoin is revolutionary. I truly think it's going to change the world. And when it does, when it does, I want you to already know about Bitcoin, even if you don't have any. Just be having the knowledge and knowing what Bitcoin is will put you ahead of most of your friends in much of the world. Because most people have heard of Bitcoin, but they still don't know what it is. And, and I've talked to many people who go, I'd like to get some Bitcoin, but I don't have $10,000 to buy Bitcoin. And they don't understand. You can buy a hundredth of a Bitcoin, a thousandth of a Bitcoin, a half of a Bitcoin, a millionth of a Bitcoin. You can buy $5 worth of Bitcoin. You don't have to buy $10,000 worth of Bitcoin. So I'm Gary Leland, the Bitcoin Boomer, saying thank you for watching. And we're going to take a break. And we'll be right back after this break with a little bit of closing thoughts that I have for you. Thanks for watching. See you on the flip-flop. Welcome back to the Bitcoin from Boomer show. You know, we had a great show today. I really did. I, I think we did. You know, I brought Reed on to talk about dollar cost averaging, really, and thought I'd ask him some questions about Swan Bitcoin. But we ended up covering Swan a lot because I had questions. I've just started actually using Swan. Like I said, I'm an advisor to Swan, but I've never really used them until lately. So I had some questions. And I hope you found that interesting yourself. And as I said earlier several times, if you're interested in finding out more about Swan, go to swanbitcoin.com Gary. And when you set up your account, you get $10 worth of Bitcoin free. And the, the thing there is you don't know what's going to happen with Bitcoin, how high it could go up. So if it does go to the moon or it does really increase in value a hundredfold or a thousandfold, as some people say, that $10 could 
end up being a lot of money. So uh, if you go to Swan, do remember the link, swanbitcoin.com slash Gary. We've had a great show today. We've had a great season so far. Um, we've had a lot of people on here for you to uh, learn Bitcoin from. And I keep saying it over and over, and I know you're tired of hearing it, but I want you to learn what Bitcoin is. And that's our whole goal. Now, next week, I tell you who the guest is, but I don't know. I, so I can't tell you the guest. But I will tell you, we're going to talk about Bitcoin because that's all I talk about is Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin is revolutionary. It's life-changing. It's something that I so am excited about. I just love talking about Bitcoin. Something else I want to make sure you know about is check out my conference, bitblockboom.com. That's bitblockboom.com. Now, we just finished the conference for 2020, so there won't be a conference till next August, but you can go ahead and start tracking it, finding out information, and following us. So that when it does come next August, you'll be all set up and you'll be prepared and you'll know what's going on. So do check that out for sure. And I'm going to say it one more time also, my other show, 4MinuteBitcoin.com. Check that out. You can learn one thing about Bitcoin every weekday in four minutes or less. So that's a great site to go to and a great show to start watching. Now, I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Like I said, I know I did. This was one of my most favorite shows, to be honest with you, because I, I got to ask questions that I was interested in. And I think season one of Bitcoin for Boomers is going well. So until next week, I'm going to say thank you for watching, and we'll see you next week. Adios.